the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome, everybody, to Southern California Live. I am Scott Furrow, your guest host. It is great to be with you today, and uh, it's been great to be with you here all week, and I'm here with you next week, too, Monday through Thursday. So we've got a lot of good time together. Today is Open Line Friday. Give me a call about anything that's on your mind. We'll talk about any subject that you want. Uh, that doesn't mean I have to talk about it. If you present something I can't talk about, I'll just say I don't know anything about that. But uh, we'll do our best. And uh, if you have questions about the Bible, questions about uh, society or your church or things like that, give me a call. 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number, 888-528-2557. And I encourage you to give a call at any time. You can also email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Um, I'm going to go to the phone because somebody has been holding throughout the break. So I want to get to her right away. Maria from Santa Fe Springs. Maria, welcome to Southern California Live. Thank you for holding so long. Are you there, Maria? Maria, there you go. All right. How you doing, Maria? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fine. What's on your mind today? Okay, so the reason why I was calling is because I gave my life to the Lord about a year ago. Oh, congratulations and, to you. Um, thank you. And and I, the church that I started going to, I asked the pastor, I said, do you think you can uh, help me maybe like, I don't know, like prayer? Like I want to get better in prayer. Yeah. And, and she said, yes, well, I'll email you. But I never got the email. Uh-oh. So um, I never got the email, and then I guess one day they were going to have a, 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 they had asked me if I could help in the kitchen. I said yes. So that I guess that day the pastor was going to preach about prayer, and then she said, oh, he, uh, the pastor's going to preach about prayer. And I was like, oh, I don't know if you're in the kitchen. <laughs> so then that's, I was left, and like, nothing happened. So I was just, you know, just because I think prayer is like one of the, a big thing, right, in your walk with the Lord. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, I don't know. I was just wondering if I'm in the right place or not. Okay. Um, well, I'm sorry that's happened, uh, Maria. Hey, how did you come to Christ? Tell me about that. So, you came to Christ sometime in 2020 then? Or I 2021? I yeah. did. I did. I uh, 20, uh, 20. Yeah. What brought um, you to the Lord? Well... Um, I would. I was going to church a long time ago. Then I left, you know, yeah. to the world, and then I came yep. back. And then my dad got sick, and then um, I don't know. I felt like the Lord was preparing me because a couple months after that, my father passed away. Mm, I'm sorry. But that's well, okay. But I, the Lord gave me peace. You know, He gave me peace on that. Um, but I really wanted to know more. I yeah. wanted to, yeah, build my relationship. Right. So. Um, and now it's like, I feel like I am, I am, but I'm just wondering if, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm like doing it for myself, you know? So I was just wondering, is this how it is or should I just go to another church? 
Well, for sure, it shouldn't be the way that uh, you're describing it. And so I don't know, obviously, your pastor or what's going on there. And um, But your pastor should have emailed you back. Prayer, you're right to be asking about prayer. What I, what I would say to you is that that feeling that you have about prayer and about volunteering and serving at your church, that the reason that you have that uh, sense of asking is the Holy Spirit in your life. Okay? That that is something that if you're a new believer for sure, but a believer at any stage, God wants to hear from you. The Holy Spirit is going to want you to pray. So here's what I would say uh, to you. Did you ever ask your pastor, did you ever go in and say, hey, you know, you said you'd email me and you didn't, and then this other thing happened. Uh, What's the story? No, you know, I just felt like maybe, I don't know, maybe they're busy, so I didn't want to keep pushing it. Because yeah, I, I figure, like, when it's something important for me, like, I always drop things and just do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just felt like maybe they have other things. Um, because it wasn't the—I I think I did bring it up one other time, but nothing happened. And and you know what What you said uh, about the Holy Spirit? I am so glad you brought that up because, mm-hmm. um, actually, Tasha kind of made a comment saying that if you don't speak in tongues, you don't have— He said— um, the way you know you have the Holy Spirit is that you speak in tongues. Okay. Well, there are so, you know there so are some. Are, go ahead. Uh huh. Yeah, there no, are some. There are some churches that are going to have that that view. That's not a view that I I hold to. There, I think there's a lot of other evidences of the Holy Spirit. Here's something that I would I would say with respect to how you should pray. Okay, you, Jesus in the in the Gospel of Matthew chapter six, he gives us instructions on how to pray, and in there is probably the most memorized piece of scripture that there is, the Lord's Prayer. You've probably heard it before. Our yes. Father, who are, we always say it in the King James, right? Who art in heaven, hallowed. We always use those old words, probably how we learned right. it. But, um, but here's what I want you to know about that. I want you to go in there and read the whole passage beginning, say, at verse 5, okay? Uh, because Jesus is instructing us how to pray. I think it's something where the church falls down all the time, and I'm guilty of this as a pastor sometimes, and so you know, we get busy with stuff, and we get distracted, and teaching people to pray, we sort of assume that people get that. Okay, you're a Christian now, so go pray. And you go, well, what do I do? What do you mean? Go here, and Jesus instructs how to pray. And what I would say for for this phone call, what I would tell you right now is in verse 9, he says, this then is how you pray, our Father in heaven. I just want you to stop there for a second, and I want you to notice this. Right there is the basis for how you pray. You're praying to your Father in heaven. It's relational. Uh, you said your, your father passed away. Did you have a pretty good relationship with your dad ultimately in real life? Yes, I did. Yeah, okay. So when you had a relationship with your dad that was good, you just have a conversation. Right, it's it's a different conversation than say you would have with an authority figure outside of your family. If you met the president of the United States, you would you would maybe dress a certain way. You wouldn't know what to say. You wouldn't know. Do I shake hands? What do I do? Um, it's interesting that Jesus tells us to pray for our fa- to our Father in heaven. It doesn't say uh, our King who is in heaven. He is King and Lord of the universe. But how do you approach the Lord of the universe? You know, it doesn't say our creator. He is your creator. He's more powerful right. and magnificent than you could ever imagine. But how do you approach the creator? What he says is our father. So what I want you to do in your prayers 
is start there, and the way you pray is go somewhere by yourself in your room. He calls it a prayer closet. It doesn't have to be a closet. In fact, I think that the interpretation that the early Jewish people would have had is your prayer closet is a, a shawl that you put over your head and you cover your head and then you kind of have your own little private room. That's what that would look like. Uh, I'm not sure that people had, you know, like walk-in closets that you could go into and close the door. And, uh, but go somewhere where you can be by yourself and just talk to God, read his word, start right here, and speak to God like your dad. And you might want to say, Father in heaven, am I in the right church? And then be quiet for a while and see what you say. The book of James says if you ask God for wisdom, James chapter 1, he'll give it to you. Ask him for wisdom for what to do. And what I would say to you as you think about a church to be in, make sure that you have one where um, they believe that the Bible is true. You might have some different interpretations in different churches about that. Um, but at the end of the day, will they agree that whatever the Bible means to say is is ultimately true? Or do they think that you can discard it if I don't really like it very well? Don't go to the second one. Go to the first one, whatever that church is. And start praying that way. There's a whole lot that you can learn about prayer, but I think the basis for prayer that will help you the most is if you realize you can just go have a conversation with God. And if you want to hear his voice, make sure you read his word. That's how you know it's his voice. Uh, and start with that. And uh, maybe I can send you some things if you want to send an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I can follow up a little bit more with you. Uh, you're welcome to okay. do that. And I'll do that. And then, um, you know, I don't know what the situation is for your pastor. What I would say is it's worth it to go talk to him. We all get overwhelmed. We get overwhelmed with email. I would, you know, I've gotten mine under control, but it took a long time. It was horrible. Uh, for a while. And sometimes pastors are distracted by all kinds of things. And the things that are most important, like what you're talking about, it slips through the, the cracks because of the unfortunate bureaucratic problems that we often have in our churches. And pastors are often overseeing a whole lot of stuff that people don't realize. So in that regard, I would, I would, I would approach him with grace and say, you know what, uh, I get this. Does that help you today? Yes, it did. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. I never, I, I can, I never uh, thought I would see um, the Lord's prayer that way. But thank you. I appreciate it. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Maria, for being part of our show. And I'm really glad that you're part of our family. We're we are brother and sister in Christ. Did you know that? Uh, we get to spend eternity together because you put your faith in Jesus Christ. That's what that means. I'm glad about that. You're listening to Southern California Live. This is Scott Furrow, your guest host. Give me a call. It's open line Friday, 888-528-2557. Anything that's on your mind, 888-52-TALKS. LA Talks is what that phone number is, 888-528-2557. Anything that's on your mind, we'll talk about today. I'm going to talk about the news and a couple of things uh, going on, but I will change the subject for your phone call, or you can call and respond to things I'm talking about today. Uh, how is your day today? You know what the big story of the day is? The Supreme Court is hearing the vaccine mandate cases. Uh, two cases went to the Supreme Court today, and uh, I think maybe in a practical way, this these cases are going to mean a lot one way or the other for the lives of a great many people and a lot of companies, a lot of places, and they're going to be, I think, historic for a long time. It matters. Uh, so two cases were brought to the Supreme Court today about the vaccine mandates uh, and whether or not the federal government can force employers. Uh, the federal government rule is forcing employers of over 100 employees to force everyone to have the vaccine. 
Uh, otherwise, it can be terminated. Um, and the second one has more to do with healthcare workers. It's a little bit different. Um, but there's one part of the story that uh, came out today. It looks like one of those cases, the vaccine mandate might be in trouble based on the response of a lot of the justices today. Uh, the one about healthcare workers, uh, it might be upheld. We'll have to wait and see. And we'll probably know by the end of the month. This isn't one of those cases that we won't hear anything till the summer. Uh, we're going to hear about it soon. And uh, it's going to be impactful either way, I think, to uh, an awful lot of things. And uh, all of these things trickle down into other areas of our life. It's not just about vaccine mandates. It's if they approve the vaccine mandate, well, what's the next mandate that the government's going to be allowed to do? And for those of us who are a part of churches, uh, how does that affect us in churches? Uh, right now, the Supremes have uh, let churches off the hook with a lot of these uh, mandates and rules. Um, but how long is that going to be? Um, what are some other ways that that won't, that won't happen? The government uh, is tied into our churches in a whole lot of ways that maybe we don't even think about. So it matters. It matters for uh, churches. It matters for, I think, everybody in our country, actually. And I know you have different opinions about that. You're welcome to call and share whatever your thought is. 888-528-2557 is the phone number. 888-LA-TALKS. That's the phone number. And um, one of the things, though, that was said today that I thought I wanted to mention was uh, Justice Sotomayor had an interesting comment today. Uh, Here's what it is. Go ahead and play a clip number one. Counsel, those numbers show that Omicron... Um, is as deadly uh, and causes as much serious disease in the unvaccinated as Delta did. The numbers look at the hospitalization rates that are going on. We have more affected people in the country today than we had a year ago in January. Um, We have hospitals that are almost at full capacity with people severely ill on ventilators. We have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in, in serious condition, and uh, many on ventilators. All right, that is the statement from Justice Sotomayor that is making uh, a lot of news today, um, and for a couple of reasons. Um, one of them is it is true that there are more cases today and uh, than there were before, but most of the cases are far more mild than they were before. But that's not the big one here. Here's what she said. We have hospitals that are almost at full capacity with people severely ill on ventilators. We have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in serious condition and many on ventilators. So this comment about 100,000 children, here's the question for this segment. Is it true? Was that a true statement? I was floored when I heard that statement. What, there's 100,000 children? I haven't heard this. What are you talking about? Well, uh, whatever criticisms you might have of the fact checkers, they're coming out very quickly with this. And I'm going to read this to you from uh, Yahoo News uh, fact checking. This is where it comes from. And they said this, the current number of confirmed pediatric hospitalizations with COVID in the United States is 3,342, according to data from the Department of Health and Human Services released Friday. The average number of children admitted to the hospital per day with COVID was 776 as of Tuesday, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, according to the CDC. So I want you to to think about this. She says that we have over 100,000 children. The way I took it was right now there's 100,000 children, which we've never had before in serious condition, and many on ventilators. Where did that come from? Where did she get that number? The actual number, according to government sources, is 3,342. And get this, additionally, the article from Yahoo continues, 
Additionally, the total number of children hospitalized with COVID from August 2020 through January 4th, 2022. Okay, so what are we talking about? 15, 16 months, 17 months maybe. Through all that time is 81,923, according to the CDC. So it's still not 100,000. And then here's what the CDC director uh, said in a statement today. She said, pediatric, quote, pediatric hospitalizations are at their highest rate compared to any prior point in the pandemic. However, she also told reporters that the CDC data on pediatric COVID hospitalizations included some patients who were admitted to the hospital for a separate issue. And so what the CDC actually says, what the the government data says, is that yes, pediatric hospitalizations are at their highest rate compared to any point in the pandemic. However, she also is pointing out that a lot of those pediatric COVID hospitalizations include some patients, she didn't say how many, who were admitted to the hospital for a separate issue. And Dr. Fauci actually said this last week, that many of those, he said many of those, are kids who go into the hospital with a broken leg or they go in for, he said, an appendicitis or something else. And they're in for that reason, but they have mandatory testing of everybody and then those kids are testing positive for COVID, but that's not the reason that they're in the hospital. They might have mild or absolutely no cases of it. Uh, I couldn't find a number of kids who might be on ventilators or other things like that. So here's something that I think as we take a look at our culture today, lots of people, including Supreme Court justices, make statements about this pandemic that are wildly inaccurate. And we have to call that out, not just in our our leaders and our, our justices. We have to call that out with each other because even in our own conversations, we quote all kinds of stuff and we don't know where it came from. I'm curious though. I don't know if anybody's figured this out yet. Where did this come from? 100,000 children in serious condition because of COVID and many on ventilators. Where, what is she lying or does she really believe that? One of the things that concerns me about a lot of our conversation about these things is that I think people who are saying things that are completely made up but they heard it somewhere on the internet or they maybe they heard it themselves and they believe it's true. Uh, this can't be, this cannot be us. And this is a huge deal here. You can give me a call and comment on this or anything else you want to talk about, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. That's the phone number here for Southern California Live. It is open line Friday, so you don't have to talk about uh These issues, you can talk about anything else. But I wanted to point that out. I think it's important. And I think not just because of what's it's coming from the Supreme Court, but the politics of vaccine and mandates are huge and they impact our lives. We have to be vigilant in even our own comments to make sure that what we're saying is is true, to make sure that what we're saying, or if we don't know it's true, that we actually say. It would be a different comment if she said, I heard that there's 100,000 kids. Uh, Is that what the data says? You know, she confirms that. Maybe something will will come out later about that. I'm floored, though, at this comment. Um, And I'm a parent, right? So 100,000 kids who are seriously ill, maybe on ventilators, you know, I'm waking up to that. I'm like, wait a minute, what does that mean? You got to listen carefully. There are great politics with the vaccine and the mandates, and um, we need to be very careful about that. 
The number is 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. You're listening to Southern California Live, and uh, it's Open Line Friday. So anything you want to talk about, I'm going to talk about these things in the news and maybe a couple other things uh, this hour uh, and get some perspective on it, get your perspective. I'd love to hear it. But anything you've got on your mind, you've got a question for the pastor or a question about anything at all, give me a call. We'll change the subject just for you. 888-528-2557 is the number. You're listening to Southern California Live. You can also email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host. I'll be back in just a couple of moments. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host. It's great to be with you on this fine Friday afternoon. I hope that you've got some plans for the weekend, if you have the sort of job that uh, gives you the weekend off. I don't actually have that sort of job, turns out, as a pastor of a church, but uh, I got some plans to be with family tonight, and this weekend as much as possible, and I love being with my church, so that works out pretty well. But I hope that you've got a lot of good things going on. It's Open Line Friday. You can give me a call about anything that's on your mind at all, 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. We'll change the subject for whatever's on your mind, or you can just follow up on whatever we happen to be talking about. I like to do that on Fridays. gives us an opportunity to hear from you from different perspectives, and I like to hear what people actually think. And, uh, you know, as somebody who hosts a radio program, as a pastor of a church, It's really good to hear what questions people actually have to make sure that uh, I'm working on answers to questions that people actually have. I can give you a lot of answers to things that uh, you don't care about, uh, but that doesn't do any good. Uh, 888-528-2557-888-LA-TALKS is the phone number. Give us a call. Let's go to the phones here. Steve from Culver City. Steve, welcome to Southern California Live. You know, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. But I I have to disagree with you. On one thing, okay. I mean, you took uh, Sonia Mayor at the task, and I agree she was probably wrong yeah. on her specifics. But people call in all the time to your radio station with all kinds of wacky, oddball comments about the dangers of vaccine. I've never heard you call them out. I hear you accept so many anecdotal pieces of nonsense. Actually, I've called them out. To, I've Mayor, called them out. Yeah, I have called them out quite a bit. I, I realize you can't listen all oh, the time, I kn- but I, but I have. In fact, uh, I've got some people pretty no. upset with me for it. No, you don't. No, you yes, don't. I do. You, you, no, you don't. Give me and an I example. Give me an example. Give me an example well, of somebody I didn't call out. Okay. Yesterday, you had a very reasonable call from somebody who was talking about comparing um, uh, January 6th to uh, Pearl Harbor, blah, blah, blah. You right. A, you, you correct. You went on for a long correcting him. Then the very next call was a was a total jerk named Raul who talked about storming the Capitol with our constitutional right. We should have killed them. Yeah, and, and I cut him off. You just, no, no, I no, I didn't. I hung up on him. No, I told him that he's totally didn't. wrong. I told him that. No, uh, you did not. Yes, I did. I told him that it wouldn't even do any good. No. No, you didn't. Yeah, you yes. didn't do any good. You didn't comment on how evil and illegal that was and how how ridiculous that comment was and how anti-democratic it was. So okay, you, I could give you, you a little... I could have been harder on him for sure because that was... Uh, uh, you you're right. That was a crazy question. At all. You passed it off. All right. I mean, it was absolutely so, an evil call. So all I right. think you're, very, you're biased in one direction, but in a very friendly, jocular way that makes people think you're open-minded, which you're not. 
Well, I certainly have What's opinions. I appreciate, I mean, hey, Steve, I appreciate your opinion. So what would you like to know? Uh, you know, the reason I brought up the Sotomayor comment is because I also wanted to address the things that people do bring up that are just made up stuff, which come from the right and left. And why do we put that stuff out there? What's the basis for it? You know, one of the ways places that I'm coming from with all of this stuff is not to pick a side. It's to say, you know what, both sides are putting stuff out there that is often not based on data or fact or anything real other than they heard it from somebody else or they just made it up themselves. And how do we get out of this as a culture, as a society? See what I'm saying? And even a Supreme Court justice does it. Where does that come from? Where does she get that number from? You know, something. even though she was wrong on the number, okay, Mm-hmm. And I personally, I do have some, I do have some misgivings about mandating vaccines. Right. But I think overall, it does preserve our liberty to be in this, to be safe from the, as, as much as we can from the virus. And I think we should be vaccinated. And I have a problem having to devote all these hospital resources to the unvaccinated. I really do. They're not protecting themselves. And I think. They're infringing on other people's liberty by not getting vaccinated overall. So I think there's a problem with the anti-vax crowd overall. Even though I'm, I, I have my doubts about go- what government should mandate you to do. In this case, you should be mandated. If you go in the armed services, you're mandated to take vaccines to protect everybody in your troop. So I think we should be protecting fellow citizens. That's our responsibility civically. And as a Christian, I believe that. All right. I appreciate your perspective, Steve. I really do on that. I think that there is a separate issue of mandates. And I think what the court's doing kind of with these two cases is, one, it looks like they're going to uphold the mandates, in particular for healthcare workers, probably military, like you suggest. Um, one of the military guys I talked to, he says, yeah, we don't even know what we're getting. They just stick them in both arms when we join the military. Um, and they're getting vaccinated for all kinds of stuff. And then there's definitely a question for how do we just as Christians in society, how do we deal with this kind of stuff? That's why I want to get to the truth. Just so you're aware, I got vaccinated. And I'm not against a person going and getting vaccinated. I am against the the man, government mandates because I think it means a whole lot for other things. I think it uh, it takes us in a direction as a country we don't want to go. I think it's dangerous. What I think about the vaccination is that you should go talk to your doctor and you should have a really good conversation to find out if it's the right thing for you to find out if there's a reason you shouldn't. There are reasons you might be all for the vaccine, but your doctor might tell you, no, you have this going on. You shouldn't. Um, I have a family member in that situation where her doctors are saying, don't get it. And one of the problems that she has is she's going to lose her job because she works for a government contractor. So the, because of the mandates. The mandates are a whole different thing. Steve, I appreciate your call. You're always welcome to call, and I appreciate your criticism. That's fine. All right, Steve? Thank you for calling. Carol from Van Nuys. Carol, welcome to Southern California Live. How are you? Oh, hi. Hi, Scott. Um, I'm okay. I just, um, it's so funny that that guy's on talking about what I'm calling about. I have a problem because I have a lot of medical conditions. And since my last surgery for my tumors, the cancer that I had, I've had DNA testing. And I have a lot of medical conditions that were undiagnosed. Like I have three types of arthritis. I have a mixed connective tissue disease and a blood condition that causes me to have blood clots, which could cause me to have a stroke, which is worse than the blood clot I had with my last surgery. When I was 14, I got the mumps. 
and I almost died from it. And I was in a coma for six days. Wow. As a, when you were a kid. I had those, yeah, I had those medical conditions and didn't even know it. But it actually started when I was six years old. I had six or seven brown recluse spiders get into my super blanket on my sleeping pajamas on my chest. We lived in a really old, bad house. And I almost died from that. That started me having the arthritis problems, the neuropathy, fibromyalgia, which later I had the mixed connective tissue disease and all these other conditions. Now, I never get the food shot. And every time I had gotten bit by those spiders, I've been sick more severe and out of school longer than any other kid. They know it. We've gotten the whooping yeah. cough, chicken pox. I so, was out for two months with the measles. So what does your doctor... knows my medical condition. Yeah. And she knows why I don't get the flu vaccine or even this vaccine. And if they want to try to make me get this vaccine, I could get very, very sick. Right. Now, have, you, have you actually talked to your doctor about this vaccine specifically? She, yes, I have. And they know very well my condition. And, yeah, fact, and what do they, what do they tell you? Yeah, I know several people who have conditions like me. One with lupus. She got worse. Both of them got worse with their conditions having the vaccine. Right. One lady was in a hospital for three weeks. What, after getting what, the what does your and doctor... Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on, Carol. Hold on, Carol. What, does your, what did your doctor tell you about getting the vaccine? She told me all the facts, how it helps. Did, did she recommend that, that you get it, good. or did she say you should... Uh, you know, go either. What does she no, say? They, they recommend people get the vaccine. Your doctor wants you to get the vaccine. vaccine. No, she just says that they recommend that they should get, that people should get it, but they don't outright tell me I should get it okay. because one, uh, yeah. they know it's our choice. And two, they know I have my right. medical condition. All right. Well, Carol, I got to get to another call, but I appreciate your call. I know that there are a lot of people with a lot of conditions. That's why I ask people to talk to their doctor. I know people who want to get the vaccine and their doctor tells them, no, uh, you got to have that, uh, relationship. And, uh, you know, I realize there's a lot of pressure that people have on this, uh, a lot of questions. And I think a lot of those are really good questions. Um, but there's a normalcy in talking to our doctor. Part of the abnormalcy of all of this is that we skip the doctor on both sides of this coin. Uh, part of the oddness of it, right, is that uh, you're asked to get the vaccine without asking any questions. You're not given a sheet of all the possible side effects. Every drug you have has a whole list of side effects, all of them. They list those off. Some lawyer talking really fast at the end of the commercial always reads off all the stuff, right? Uh, we're skipping that for this. Why? I think that question needs to be asked, especially if something's going to be mandated. Even more so, it needs to be asked, right? All right, let's go to, uh, I've only got a couple minutes here. Um, Let's see, uh, Bill from Los Angeles. Bill, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm all right, Bill. Thanks for calling. Good. Uh, I couldn't disagree with uh, caller Steve Moore. Every time he calls, he seems to rant and rave. But let me get right to uh, Sonia Sotomayor. I think a lot of uh, information that people spout out on the air, and I want to commend you for doing the research and, and looking up that um, not only are all the variants, you know, weaker than the original. That's always the case with uh, viruses from about 30 the seconds, coronavirus. Right. But, but the thing is, kids are 
less likely at risk than anyone. When the Omicron hit the states, all of the doctors from southern Cal- from southern Africa were like, what's the big deal? This is a big nothing burger. It's so mild. And the press was like, oh, 70% of the people have, you know, it's spread to 70% of the population. But, right. of course, the numbers continue to go down. So, um, Well, the death, know, numbers, the death numbers of- are going down, but the cases are through the roof. More than ever, that's for sure. Right, but the case... But but see, therein lies the rub, right? Because right. If, if you if you get something that's not going to kill you, and therefore that's a case, is that really worthy in reporting? Yeah, because I think, yeah. what does a case mean, right? I, I got mean, right. I got to go to a break. I got to go to a break, Bill. But I appreciate uh, your call, and you know, I think that's some of the questions that people are trying to ask, and people. Uh, you know, you mentioned different callers with different perspectives. Even uh, your left-leaning and right-leaning newspapers are coming to some agreement on issues like, should we be counting cases at all? Is that even relevant? How do we take a look at moving forward with uh, uh, the endemic stage, which means moving forward and living with a virus like we live with other viruses and things like that? i got to move on to a break here. This is Southern California Live. It's Open Line Friday. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host, 888-528-2557. I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you today as your guest host. Great to be with you. Once again, we have Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557. We started talking about vaccine mandates this hour, reflecting on uh, what went on at the Supreme Court today. So let me get to your calls here. Um, Freedom in L.A., is your name Freedom, or is this sort of like uh, your, your stage name? Freedom, you with us? I just prefer everyone to call me Freedom. Yes, uh, L.A. City as a whole and the people in it know me as Freedom. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> okay. All right, Freedom. What can I do for you? Yes, my comment. So we're talking about vaccines, uh, mandates and stuff, and uh, definitely disagree with anybody forcing anybody to take um, a vaccine. And we and just, just so we can reiterate this, a vaccine is 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 pretty much the virus in a needle that we're injecting in ourselves. So that, I just want to put that out there, so just in case people. I forgot. think this vaccine One. is is something different. I'm not a scientist with it, but it, part of the mRNA technology is actually something different. It's a protein that's supposed to uh, activate your immune system in a certain way to attack this virus. So it is, but it, it is not work. the virus. You know why it doesn't work? Because people are still getting COVID even though they have the vaccine. Yeah, well, so it's not working the way they said because they initially said you wouldn't get it if you got a vaccine, but we know that uh, didn't turn out to be true. The numbers exactly. do seem so, to indicate that it does protect you from uh, most people, and they don't even say everybody, but it does seem to take, at least at this point, maybe we won't be saying so in a couple of months, but... Uh, yeah, it is yeah. preventing most deaths to, and hospitalizations. I wanted Go to ahead. bring up, and I don't remember the entire, uh, I don't remember the, the actual scripture where it is, because I'm not like a Bible scripture, but as far as stories is concerned, we all know about the story of Prophet Samuel, when the people came to Prophet Samuel and they had asked him to ask God to establish a king over them, because they thought that God's decrees was too hard, they didn't want to follow God's law, so they asked Samuel to go and ask God to establish a man over them that will rule over them, and they thought that that would be better. And I remember that scripture going, 
that, you know, Prophet was upset about that and he and God had told him, you know what, it's not it's not you that they're rejecting, it's me. And and obviously, you know, that scripture we can talk about how presidency started and democracy started just from that scripture right there. And but I just wanna I just wanna say this. It's it's really a faith issue because, you know, people that are, you know, I don't need the vaccine, I don't want the vaccine, whatever, whatever they feel, however they feel about it. The point is, is that our faith is what is what obviously is the, the, the big the big picture here. How big okay. is your faith? So what you, do you think? With, do you think? Hold on. I don't, I don't have a lot of time. I want to get to other calls. So I just want to help you get to the point here. Are you saying that uh, nobody should the vaccine should not be mandated somehow scripturally, that there's a scriptural reference for that? You talked about Samuel and God didn't want us to have a king. It's it's their choice whether or not they want to take that. I mean, it's never been mandated before. It's never been legal for someone to force someone. I see a whole lot of lawsuits coming from this if people lose their jobs and you know lose their whole life because they refuse to get with. This so you would program. you would say I just want to help you get to the point here, freedom. So you would say that people should. Um make their own decision and not be mandated. That would be where you're coming down. Absolutely. And I also want to just reiterate the point about faith. How big is your faith? Because I got a whole lot of it. I got, I, you know, my faith is so big. There are people that come to me, random people, and they cough in my face and they deliberately, uh, you know, breathe really hard and <laughs> all in my face. And, and, and they want to see how I respond. The Bible says that anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God. And so I know that I'm being tested at those moments if I'm going to get mad at those people for doing that. And are you believing in God, God is telling me, or are you believing in man? Because if you believe in me, it don't matter what they do to you. Okay, and I Freedom. Leave it. All right, thank you for calling, Freedom. Let's go to uh, Scarlett in Los Angeles. Scarlett, welcome to Southern California Live. Oh. How you doing, Scarlett? Hi. Hi. I'm good. So um, I have a different perspective, and um, it's, um, I guess I do kind of um, initially felt that the mandate, to a point, was okay, especially with the two shots. There is no question that people do need to have some kind of an immunity. Um, and then, I mean, whether, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that they still haven't come up with, like, a reference range of what kind of antibody level is okay, and, and I feel like, why right. are they not pushing that? Where it's a very, it's a very good question. Kind of antibody level, so if if you have, if it's falling below something, then you go get a booster. So mm-hmm. um, I, I I just now with the Omnicorn variant, and then with, with them saying that, you know, even the boosters, aren't away the vaccine, you know, I mean, the virus is evading the vaccine, the, the booster, and I know people have the boosters and they're getting it. And my concern right now, coming from the perspective of, oh, yeah, we all need to get the vaccines, and we all got it, even the kids, you know, if you've never had COVID, and if you, you know, you should vaccinate, because it does reduce hospitalization. That's my opinion. Now, the booster, though, is another story. Mm-hmm. We're hearing stories about, oh, well, you know, it's really not as effective. Well, they're already and talking about a fourth, a fourth really, shot. So, how many are we going to have to get? Not only that, but it's it's just now it's defying science. Now the CDC is not being clear about it. Right. It's kind of like now you're mandating for the kids to go back to university. A whole bunch of them already had COVID, 
they ended up getting, you know, the two shots because the school was mandating it. Yep. Now you're telling us that, oh, well, if it's five months past the Pfizer, go get the booster. And now they already have the Omicron, the, the new variant, too. And you're and on the same time, you're also saying, oh, well, you know, it's not really the booster is not as effective. Oh, well, and it's just all these messages. And then now I'm hearing, oh, well, you know what? There's a new variant coming up. Like, well, where are we going? And why yeah. is the science not moving more towards finding like an antibody reference range? Right. I mean, Scarlett? I appreciate your calls. I want to get to uh, the other calls that I've got here in the hour. Thank you for, for adding all that. And you know what? One of the reasons I brought up the Sotomayor uh, statement, the 100,000 kids uh, in trouble, which is just wrong, is completely wrong, is because there is – we've left, I think, any sense of looking for uh, facts. And we need to step back and ask questions. And we, I think we need to be asking these questions of our leaders in a nice way. The last caller was talking about how people get, you know, mad. We, we ruin our argument a lot, our point, our standing in front of people, our ability to make a comment when we're just mad all the time or when we're a jerk, even if we're right about something, right? Um, you know, when it comes to kids, your comment about the kids, it's a good question. I'm a parent. I want to know why in the world should I do this? And there's politics. I also run a preschool at our church, and I'm, I am very – uh, aware of the politics around preschools and church preschools and some of the things that are going on. And we've had some problems in the past uh, with the state, and there's some problems now. I'm looking into a case right now that's going on where a preschool is getting shut down and the director is being fired, and I want to get through all the details when I, I go through that, but the state is doing that. And I think it has something to do with uh, whether or not people are wearing the kids. By kids, I'm talking about two years old to five years old, whether or not they're keeping their masks on all day. And here's the thing that is a big deal. The CDC last year changed its guidance to make preschoolers wear masks. They have to wear masks all the time. And uh, the the state, state licensing is forcing them to wear masks. Here's the thing is that the WHO and uh, the World Health Organization and UNICEF, UN's uh, version of uh, child care, basically child health, they still state on their websites that children under five should not be wearing masks at all, that children should not be mandated to wear masks. There's a lot. Of, they say that children shouldn't be wearing masks while they play sports. Is your kid playing basketball right now for school? He has to wear a mask if they're inside a gym here in California. And so the issue that I have here is that California is saying that's the science, but the thing is it's not the science. There used to be an agreement between WHO and CDC and a lot of science organizations. There's not anymore. So let's stop saying that it's the science. We just have to stop uh, saying it's the science when it's not. And one of the things I hope that we do together as believers is that within our own conversations, we're able to speak truth and actually ask good questions of each other and listen to each other. It's one of the things I like about even these conversations. I know not everybody agrees with each other, but we've got to hear where each other is coming from. Otherwise, we're just stuck in the same bubble of opinion that we got. So I appreciate your calls. I'm not going to get to the rest of your calls because I'm out of time today, but I love the conversation and thank you for being a part of it. And I want to encourage you as believers that uh, the New Year's resolution I asked you to have this year is that we become the truth tellers. And that's going to take some work. We can't just assume that we're telling the truth. And we have to be humble enough to realize that our opinions change and that lots of things come around that uh, might change things. But we need to be people that the world can come to and trust because we have the gospel of Jesus Christ that they need to hear. 
and when we get bent out of shape about a whole lot of stuff that at the end of the day doesn't matter, and especially if we're not truthful or we're not humble about it, it affects our witness. I'm out of time for today. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. Thanks for listening to Southern California Live. Have a fantastic weekend. I'll be seeing you next Monday. Bye-bye. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.